time to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. If I work hard it is. I be where I want to be. Should I even sing it with me? I know what. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Look, it was like two episodes ago, right? That I was singing. And I was singing my ass off two different times. I sang well done. And uh, what else did I sing? I don't know. I'm back. Back like I never left because I didn't. I didn't leave. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to TJ. And this is, uh, it was when I had, you know, it was when I got back from Chicago and I, what, taken two or three weeks off of this. Right. And it was that was, you know, intentional. Like I said, when I came back, it was not planned, but it was intentional. Right. And once again, you know, um, like always recently with the weather back, I, I, I go windows open. Right. So when, for me, I'm a windows open fan on guy. So I turn the fan down a little bit. Right. But if you hear any cars or horns or whatever, you know, they do, they speed up and down here on L. We've talked about this back in episode one. I believe they fly. Right. This is literally like one of the most dangerous streets. Funny enough, this is like the most dangerous driving side of Denton in general. On Elm and Bonnie Bray, there's an accident at least once a week. Right. Bonnie Bray, if you know, you know, over by uh, right, literally off University in Bonnie Bray, Torchies. I even gotten I didn't get I got hit by a dickhead that was trying to, you know, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and make this turn real quick. Like everybody does. He hit somebody who ran into me, put me up on the curb. Man, look. I shit you not. I, there was, and I know a little tangent. This was the first time I'd ever really got into anything like that. I could see the other driver. Like we were door to door. I could see her. Damn near. I could have reached into her car. I had. My, I think I had my window down. If she had had hers down, probably. I don't know. Either if we had, had our windows down, I could have reached into her car and rolled her shit back up. Right. That kind of thing. Definitely was terror. And then the nigga just whoever it was just drove off. Right. So it was like it was crazy. I called my mom. Luckily she works you know she worked right up the road so she was able to come you know and it's funny to say call my mom i'm not the um you know something happens and i'm like oh what the hell crying guy but i did call her and like i said you know she was up the road so she came um because i it was my like i said my first time i called the police and everything or was calling them like i don't know what to do about this right i was fine nothing was necessarily wrong with my car but i didn't know how to you know how you report that how does that work um and then it was the you know the girl her car was messed up she was shaking up and I did. I ended up crying a little bit, but it was just it was an emotional thing, not because I was you know scared or couldn't handle it. I just at some point it was like overwhelming because I realized like, oh, fuck, I really I went up on the curb. My car could have flipped type shit. So I realized like what happened. And once I really processed it, I cried a little bit. It was funny, funny enough. So today being 420, today is Thursday, April 20th, year 2023. And we have a phenomenal episode ahead, a phenomenal 420 episode. This is one of those, listen, this is one of those, if you're a smoker and you listen to this episode, like you listen to my show, it's not a bad way to end your night. This is going to be one of them episodes. I, I already called it. This is about to be probably my best one yet. Okay. Um, which is funny even more because inside, this is inside the dashboard too. I hate that freaking word. Cause I truly, I, when I look at the, you know, how like, uh, Google says to say it, 
diaspora, I believe, right? Like it's diaspora. Diaspora. Yeah, that's what we're gonna say all episode. But part one, I said I was like, this is gonna be my best episode yet. And I think it was pretty good. But the reason that I think this I know this will be the be best episode yet is same energy, different vibe. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, like I was saying though, yeah, okay, 420. My mom, uh, she was like, do you, she's like, um, we, we're right over by Walmart. We're outside in the parking lot of Razor Ranch, right outside of Academy. So, you know, Walmart's right there. She says, are you okay? Like this after, you know, she's about to leave. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to work. Are you okay? Uh, you, want me to, you know, you want $20 to go get some wine or something or go get something to eat, calm your nerves? And it was funny because my mom knows I smoked, knew I smoked at the time, but I don't know how much she really knew. And not, you know, I don't mean amount-wise. I mean, I don't know how much she realized, like, oh, yeah, he actually smoked, not like, you know, just randomly or recreational type shit. And it was funny because I wanted to be like, shit, I can get me a dub, but I just left it alone. I should have told her, let me get that little dub for my dub. But uh, yeah, man, this is one of those, hey, 420, if you celebrate, I will be after this episode. It has been a great day so far. This is, you know how people talk about, and I, I, I try to get people to understand how productivity, I don't believe in product, productivity hacks. I believe in lifestyle design, right? You set yourself up for success by creating the environment, creating the space, creating the habits and routines, the rituals that make you thrive, right? That, that steer you towards success. So for me, I woke up this morning. First thing I do is drink water, use the bathroom. I stretch. I got a good stretch in this morning, boy. And, and when I got my stretch in, I was, uh, you know, I, I pray, you know, I pray in the morning. I, I talk to God. I have my communion with God gotta happen. That's how I, I set myself up for a mentally, emotionally, spiritually happy day. The stretches, the physicality, and then I get my movement in later. So I make sure that those, because if you can get the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual right to start the day, and then you, you know, kind of routine maintenance, go at it throughout the day. That's how you have a good day. And then inevitably a good life because you're building, it's compounding, right? That's how that works. So like I said, this morning I woke and, and, I hadn't watched a TD Jake sermon since, you know, I keep notes of it, I believe, so since the night, right? Not that I hadn't kept up with, you know, my messages and my sermons and my and, and getting the word, but I hadn't watched the TD sermon specifically since April 9th, I believe, right? That's what my notes say. Let's check. <coughs> I didn't, I like, so it's funny, then and then they're talking about needing a new phone. I need a new phone because I break phones like nobody's business, not because uh, my phone is just going out of whack. I drop phones and break phones, whatever. So, you know, they were talking, it's, it was an article I was reading yesterday after having a conversation with Stanley and TJ the other day about the longevity of iPhone specifically, but they were saying, you know, there's kind of no reason. TJ's like, I'm, I'm rocking with this 12 till the wheels fall off. And I have a 13. I'm like, shit, I, I might be getting this 15. I'm definitely getting this 15 when it comes out, but also... And it's funny, I talked about the episode in the very first episode of this show, and I had a video component, but I didn't post it. So you would have seen the back of my phone in the video. My, it's not all cracked, but you can see a little bit of chips and shit, sensors, whatever. Long story short, right? So so looking at the TDJ sermon, I'm going through my, my stretch, my prayer, my morning, and actually, so yesterday I saw a TikTok of this uh, suit company. It's a guy that's making suits for, or come to this, I guess couple, I believe, but specifically the man of the TikTok account I saw, they're making these suits specifically made for black people, for our curvature, for our shape, for the fact, for our style, for our, you know, um, just our aesthetic, our, for, for the culture. These are suits for the culture, right? 
and I, I was on, I was on there yesterday and I was looking at a Keith Lee video. And as I kind of, I was swiping from the Keith Lee video before I went on and I heard the song, but I didn't see what the video was. Well, like the song that went along with it was Revolution by Kirk Franklin. And if you know me, that's my song. Okay. I was, I was like, that song, come on. I turned it to an old school saint. Okay. The song, I heard it, but I didn't see what the video was. So I'm like, before I finish, before I get off TikTok, before I close the app, excuse me, I want to make sure I go and watch this video because whoever put this song with it, I know how my algo works. I know all of this. So I know it's meant for me, whatever. I get to it. The video is fire. The song's fire. I replied. I was like, oh, you know how to market. The song caught my attention and then the, the fits just took me away. Right. So then I woke up this morning. I'm like, you know what? Oh, no. The comment I left, he replied to it. He, he loved it. And the tick, the comment is like blowing up a little bit. So I went back to see it with a song back on. I was like, you know what I want to hear this morning? Revolution. So I put it on. Right. But I have a playlist called My Revolutionary Heart. Excuse me real quick. <laughs> All right. I had to step away to step away to reply to some 420 related messages, some holiday related messages. <laughs> and this is back. I always wonder when we get to this part, when I come back in, because it won't it, it'll show me it's recording. Right. We'll be back in. But also, you know, when you wait for that red light, this is why I also need once we get full in and I, we, I talked about it last episode on Tuesday, when we get into where we're going with full on, you know, production mode. This is going to be a beautiful setup once TMHS and the other things we have coming are going to be beautiful work. OK, I'm telling you right now, I'm a visionary, I'm a visionary anyway. Right. So where was I? Um, Gosh, where the hell was I? I know exactly where I was. This, you know how that happens? And I, this happens every episode where I'll be like, I'm not sure where I was and know exactly where I was. Uh, we'll go back into TDJX. So yeah, we'll just skip to that part. So like I was saying, I'm uh, going through my morning and as I'm talking to God, I'm like, oh, so last night I had to clean up a, a glass. My mom broke some glass and I had to clean up the glass. Um, she left the broom in the storage in our storage unit downstairs. And upon realizing I wanted to sweep all this week, I always sweep. I really sweep, try to get it every morning, every other morning, if not. But definitely Saturdays and Sundays, I'll sweep, you know, because weekends are the cleaning days. That's when you get that deep clean, especially a Sunday morning. There's nothing like it. Turn on your music, clean. Right. And along with that. Uh, so, yeah, I go downstairs. I get the I, I get the broom and I bring it back up. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll tune into the message after I clean after I sweep. And when I go, so okay. as far as my YouTube recommendation, it's funny. I was going to post a screenshot of it one day because it, it's funny how one, it's shifted since I've been back on YouTube, back using YouTube and watching videos for one, but even more just to compare it to probably anybody else my age. Like there's, I don't, I don't think that there's, I truly, I highly doubt that anybody else's at least again, my age that who's uh YouTube recommendations, whose YouTube homepage looks like mine. Right. If you go to my if you go to mine right now, the first three things are going to be there. So you're going to see a T.D. Jakes sermon. I guarantee it. You may see one from his daughter, Sarah Jakes. This is going to be in my recommended, not even just, you know, category specific. This is going to be in my recs. The very first rec is going to be T.D. Jakes. I guarantee it. Or E.Y.L. One of the two, but like, like almost ninety nine percent not T.D. Jakes. And then it's going to be probably an E.Y.L., an A Lux, uh, 15 secrets billionaires know, but like actually 15 secrets that only billionaires know. Or it's going to, you know, something about um, AI. It's going to be informational, right? It's going to be game. It's going to be something that other niggas are not tapping into. And the reason that I'm able to do what I do, right? When I talk about how much content I consume and the media that I take in, it's not fluff. It's not nonsense. 
I listen to music. I consume news, current events, information, relevance, black liberation, black freedom, black excellence. That's it. God, gospel sermons. Like my, I, I've talked about it. Very curated. Okay. Not the point though. Point is when it comes to the Jake sermons, I always just take the first one. Like I said, I, in my head, there's, I believe, I fully believe in divine timing and that things happen for a reason. Nothing is coincidental. So if it's going to be there, that's the one I'm watching, right? Well, guess what today's sermon was? And like I said, I swept first. I was going to sweep after. I was going to wait. I was going to wait to sweep because it being 420, I was like, you know, I love cleaning. I love sweeping specifically once I'm high. But cleaning high is just a different vibe. So I was like, you know, I want to, I thought about waiting. Which it and it may have flowed the same other way, but it was it was this flow that just hit different. Today's sermon was, and it was from his most recent sermon too. So it's not like it was, um, you know, an old one or some. This was the message for right now, right here, right now, this season in life. Keep sweeping. Like that's no coincidence. But okay, so back to revolution. Right. So I was I listened to revolution, and every morning, you know, I, I especially recently the past three or four months. My music has changed as far as what I consume in general, but specifically my morning music, right? I saw a tweet back in like September or October that said, how do y'all wake up and listen to hip hop every morning? And in general, I would, I already had, you know, coming off the murder music, coming off the shit, the anti-black music that I feel, you know, that, that's against us or not necessarily against us, but it's part of the machine that's against us, right? Serving the machine that's against us. And even deeper, I'm, for me, if I was listening to hip hop, it was my grown man cloth talk playlist, right? The slow songs, the slower music, that's some real nigga shit, the, the emotional storytelling songs, the Nas, the Jay, the Drake, the Cole, uh, you know, that stuff. There was some Mozzie on there, some Blast, some Nip, but mostly the guys that, that, that get in their bag and do the cloth talk, all right? If you know what cloth talk is, you fully understand exactly what I'm talking about. But as it's going on, it's, it's soul, it's folk, I do, you know, classical music, um, all of that. That's my morning stuff. I, I like to ease into the morning. I like slow. I like a slow life in general because, because of the way I, I enjoy and embrace productivity and action and, and movement. I also very much appreciate slowness. That's the Libra in me, right? My balance says I'm either full go, no stop. I'm going to use these 18, 20 hours in my day to get the maximum effort. And then, well, you know, 18, 20, 20 is insane. I'm not 20, but yeah, there will be, you know, four or five hour sleep days. And it's like, okay, we're up 20 hours, 20 hour day. And a 20 hour day really goes into say my downtime is part of my, because my downtime is so, again, curated and relevant. Even my downtime is not really downtime, but it's in the way that I enjoy. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? When you do what you love, it don't count as work. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? lifestyle design when you do what you love it don't count as work even when you're working you know what i mean anyway revolution comes on so i'm listening to the my revolutionary heart playlist this morning and and even still that is slower music in general it is more um or slower tempo i guess so it, it, it's still played but also it is very much it's revolution music so it's like it's it's some fuck america kind of vibe it's not to say fuck america but like damn america some shitty stuff and the message of today's episode was along those lines, right? That, that's where we're already going to continue from last, from part one. Now, it wasn't because last episode was not necessarily a, a bashing of America, but my me versus America is with the three Ks. Not with me and America are cool. Me and America, hey, you know, that be, I don't fuck with that country because it don't fuck with me. Never did, never will. So as that playlist is going, you know, I'm letting, I'm letting it go, whatever. 
the keep swimming comes on. I mean, keep sweeping. Sorry. And one of the first things that TD Jake says in that episode, I mean, in this sermon is movements, one, you know, moments last for a period. Movements last forever. Movements last for a time. We're more focused on movements than a moment. But movements end. Movements Movements can end, especially especially when a movement is is self-serving and and not beneficial to the masses or even more is detrimental to the masses. When a movement is detrimental to the masses, the thing about a movement that does not actually serve uh, the majority, you know, and then uh, and even more so is is hurtful to the majority, is against the majority. They start to catch on and they start to turn away from the movement. You know what I mean? So he was saying, I, I, there's a change. And he's been talking about this. I've been talking about this. We've been talking about this. If you listen to any thought leader or any individual that's speaking within the culture, they're telling you, they've, we've been saying it for like a year now, something's coming down the pipeline. If you notice the shift in the music at the top of the, the, top of the stratosphere, at the top of the totem pole last year, honestly, never mind. Renaissance, Mr. Morale and the Big Seppers, SOS. Very personal music, huh? Very much storytelling music, very much black empowerment music, and very much that old shit is done. We're on something new now, right? And it's, it, it's been widespread. If you didn't see it, that you choose not to see it. The other side was, and I, I tweeted this early last year, if you look at what the people at the top of all industries, this is not just within the culture, but especially within the culture, but at the top of all community, I mean, at all industries, They've been building community. And when I say building community, I think people think they what they take from that is because there, there's there's brand building community as far as an entity. And then there's recognizing the individuals who are their own brand and they're building their community around them as far as their circle. Their community is business partners who are also family and friends and the people that they trust with their lives because they're realizing why, why would I put my money elsewhere when I can put my money into some, you know what Drake said? I'd rather give that 15% to people I fuck with. He says, I got to bring my brothers with me or else I feel out of place. You know, he says, I'd rather me and my niggas that I grew up with, I'd rather get, yeah, and I get that 15% to people I fuck with. And then you got friends from Jay-Z and Beyonce off the Carters, which is three years old now, right? But they've been prophesying something like that for a while. Crib like the soul house. I might stay in there and grow my hair. Dance there, Kwana there. Shaka there, Lord there. We all here. All here. There's something very interesting about that, right? And then, and that's something that I've been not only preaching, but I believe it, right? And that's why I've been so intentional about the people that I pour into recently. You'd be hard pressed to actually get much of me in general if you're not one of my people. But especially, and I said this yesterday, because there's a realization, and this comes along with the self-love movement and the self-involved movement that's again spreading within the culture because what happens is we we get curated messages that are made for us again i talked about this as far as marketing we get targeted we get marketed to they get marketed for we get marketed to they we get sold to we are consumers much more than we are creators and that's scary because we are the biggest creators right inside the, the I, I'm, I fucking hate this word. Why can't I say inside the diaspora, diaspora, we are the creators. We are the creators of culture. We do drive culture. We are the ones that shift everything. When a trend comes along, it starts from a black soul. That just is the way of the world. That's our innate creativity, but that's also because that's where they look. That's where it's looked to. They say, okay. And then yesterday I was watching Rap Caviar. The um, in, I can't even think of the ne direct name of the 
documentary, but it's the Rap Caviar Hulu documentary about hip hop right now. And the very first episode is guess who? And I love that they did this for the first episode. Very intentional, very beautiful. Tahoe the Creator, which if you want to talk about culture driving, you want to talk about a nigga who is who is made a lot of today's culture within the culture, it's Tyler the fucking creator, right? And, and what I learned, what I heard Tyler say was very interesting and how they started it off was how there's, there's always been this image of what hip hop is, right? And so much of it comes from the front facing individuals who are black men, right? And, and it's even interesting that the second episode is, is JT and the city girls and all, and them talking about how they're taking their power back through the music. And I appreciate all of that for sure. I love it. I love Scarlip and Lola Brooke and Glorilla being themselves. What I don't like is that it feels like at, at many levels they are getting, in order to get to where they, they want to get, they're having to, and I talked about this last episode, over-sexualize in a way that whether it's true to them or not, it doesn't it's not the most, you know, it's not the message that we need today. That's the kind of shit you do when everything's good. And it's like, you know what? It's not going to hurt nobody. Right now, it's hurting. It is because it's continuing to paint a narrative. All you're doing is, so now you're making it harder for the next young girl to come up and not have to say, lick my pussy. It's going to be very hard for the next young girl who just wants, who wants to be Rhapsody or Shea Noir or Moo Moo Fresh. It's going to be hard for her to not have to say, eat my ass and lick my pussy and buy me a Birkin bag. Shout out Lady London. When she said, I like Heike. One, I love the uh, the girls with her, Sierra, and I think Lola Brooke. I like that song. I like that song. I'm not going to lie. I like that song. I like Lady London in general, but I like, I love, I want to like her flow. Lady London is just hard. But the, the little freestyle snippet that she got, where she say, he going to trick, I'm a trick too, but he going to trick bigger. And I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. Like I said, like, come and rescue me. Somebody make money with, not take it from me. I ain't got no issue buying the, the bags, the trips, all of that. But let's do this shit for real. Like, let's, let's, let's build. Let's link and build, right? So, yeah, we gonna, if we going to trick for each other because we in love, it ain't tricking if we both got it. If we getting it together, it ain't tricking, right? And that even goes along to the thing I posted on my store today from, from Keep Sweeping. You ain't got no motion. What are we doing here? Bring your broom with you. I'm not going to make you sweep everything. I'm not going to make you sweep by yourself what's ours. But bring your broom because I only got my, I got my broom. Excuse me, sorry, I'm getting a call. <laughs> All right, that's my last time stepping away. Once again, had to, you know, the festivities, festivities, man. Had to get right. Um, and then even more, we're not going to be here. I, I probably, we'll see. I always say we're not going to be here long and then end up going, like, what? Tuesday, we won an hour and 47 total. Yeah. It's beautiful, though. Okay. So we're talking about the broom. And it's funny. I just watched. I was watching my story over again as I was walking down. And then, yeah, hearing, you know, to hearing TD say, you got to have some in your hand, dog. That's what we miss so much within, you know, the, the, the gender relationships right now. Neither you niggas got like you. That's what I've said it before. You got sugar babies or assault babies looking for sugar parents. And it's like, no, 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 no. So again, going back to bringing the broom, okay? So what, what was interesting about that sermon, even specifically, I'm not going to harp over the sermon. We're going inside the diaspora. Diaspora, see, diaspora, diaspora. I'm going to stand diaspora, uh, which I, again, I believe that's how it's said. I'm going to need, 
Yeah, that's one of those words, you know, like the English language is so fucking funny. That's one of those words that, like who decided that the E, the O and the A would make E sounds. What? 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 <laughs> and the D-I making a die sound. And if it has an E there, when it does, come on, just stop it. So Rap Caviar, talking about the, the front-facing individuals, these it being hip-hop. And it's funny, I just followed, Dame Dash has been reposting pictures of him and Biggie, I mean, not Biggie, and uh, Big Burks, um, and, and Jay, and um, and Cam, and Just Blaze, and all the old, the niggas we grew up on, the niggas who made me who I am, right? Posting the pictures of them, because there's a nostalgia account that's getting popular right now, rap nostalgia account, basically. Nostalgia files, and I followed it today, and I'm like, this is beautiful, I love it. But you see the baggy pants, and the, the chains, and this, that, the big rims on the cars, and the hats, and all this, that, and the other. Right, and that's what this episode of Rap Caviar is talking about and how, you know, you have somebody like Tyler who comes along and, man, you talk about shifting everything that that's about. Every, the idea that you, what, what a rapper is supposed to look like, a hip-hop artist is supposed to look like, again, had been, had been and has been, it's still being marketed to us. We're being told what our culture is by people who don't have shit to do with it. And their only gain from it is monetarily. They don't care about our our liberation, our freedom, our success, our prosperity. None of that. And it goes along. It's funny. I said in the last episode, I was talking about, I said, 444, you know, it's interesting. You have, I'll sum up the song, Family Feud. I mean, not Family Feud, the story of OJ. Today, and this goes where we're going, right? So I had Revolution playing. I had the my Revolutionary Heart playlist playing. And I was, again, I was still having a great morning. I felt phenomenal. When I went for my walk, I put on because what's free came on. And I was like, yeah, that, that feels right. But you know what? You know what probably feels even better? I'm in, the, I'm in the right zone, right energy, different vibe. So I put on the black superhero music playlist. And you know what I immediately felt like? A black motherfucking superhero, man. No, okay. Like, I'm sorry for yelling. I'm sorry for yelling. Okay, you know, I just, I mean it. I mean it. I put on the black superhero music playlist and I immediately felt like a black superhero. One, because that's exactly what the hell I am. I'm a black superhero. You know why I'm a black superhero? Because I'm a black man that's here to do things that other niggas are not doing and quite frankly are not capable of doing. You know what Wale said? I do the shit that they never done. I see the shit that they never see. I'm, uh, my vision is something they never seen. Honestly, I'm really one-on-one. Really, I got no company. Honestly, I got, and that's not a brag. If anything, I've said it before. I wish I could just be one of those oblivious niggas on the block that just doesn't, I don't wish, obviously I don't, I, I love, damn, I mean, I kick and shit. I even, as I was walking, I said, I live a life I love and I love the life I live because I've decided that I am going to live in the mission that God, I give all I got to the war is one. God called me here to do something very special, very specific, and I'll be damned if I'm gonna ignore that mission. And that mission says, there's some changes that need to be made. There's a shift that's got to occur. And somebody's got to not only talk about it, because that's what I realized. I, I, you know, what we do on this, and that's why I wanted to change the tone of this episode, right? The vibe of it. Again, it, same energy, different vibe. Because what we make sure to always do on TMHS, what, what does Marcus always do? He doesn't just talk about the problems in the world. He provides solutions, but he, what he does bring is awareness for sure. He brings awareness to the things that niggas may not realize is happening. Right. Marcus has had the privilege to have lived 12 years in Chicago and now be going on year 11 in Denton. Two completely different environments. Right. So Marcus has been had the ability to to see what the I like, what 
Yeah, Marcus has had the privilege of actually knowing what it looks like on an, like an inner city kid, how that looks, right? What it actually is to be that and to say, you know what? Because I, I, I didn't know that white, that, and I say white, but I didn't know that the other side of the world, the rest of the world saw us the way that they did until moving, until being on the, in the other side of America, right? Being involved in it, being entrenched in it. And I'm like, to see how many people were shocked by my, how often getting told, and I've talked about this before, being told you talk white from black people, not even black people back at home in Chicago. This is niggas in Denton telling me I talk white. One, I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. I said it before, but there was the first time when I met somebody else that they were saying it to in high school and I realized what they meant. And I was like, yo, that's, that's an insane thing to tell me that because I, I know how to carry myself and I, I'm, I have a confidence about the way I bring myself into this world and I speak proper, my, what chance say? My parents saw fit that I talk white and I'm off white. Because niggas, they, one thing, and then you want to talk about inside, inside, we're going inside real quick. One thing, and we've talked about it before, the past two episodes, past two, three, four, maybe episodes, some of the most damaging effects of, of racism and colonialism and what has transpired over generations has been, has come from within our own backyards, from our own backyards. But that, that term that, that is directly stemming from, and this is where something, this is the one point I definitely wanted to bring from T.D. Jakes, because it was very interesting to hear as he was wrapping up, this is on the back end of this sermon. He's talking about falling from, from great heights, falling from grace. He brings up Lucifer, and he says, I believe this is in Revelations. You know, I've never been a big Bible reader necessarily, so I don't necessarily know the, you know, what's where, where uh, scripture is and can't quote scripture directly, but I can damn sure make sense of it. Right, and I think it's in Revelation where he says, don't basically remember the heights, the great heights that you've fallen from. And what T.D. Jakes went with me, he's, he's talking about the original sin of humanity, which I just brought up last week in comparison with the original sin of America, right? How much we remind ourselves and remind each other specifically because Christianity is the religion of America, even though it's not supposed to be. It is. And we always remind it. We, we teach kids from very young age about the forbidden fruit. What we try, but, but they'll tell you to forget slavery. They don't want to teach kids about slavery, the original sin of it, because it makes them look bad. But what I recognize about slavery and, he, and what he's talking about with the, he says everything that followed from the original sin was poisoned because of it. Due to that union, everything that followed was rotten in a way, in, a, in, a, in the sense of the sin. Right. That's why we understand Jesus died for our sins. So, yes, while we're and I brought this up while I was listening, because, again, the way that my music and my cre creative process and how it flows, I draw my inspiration from songs. That's why I listen to what I listen to. That's why I listen to the poets and the prophets and the niggas who actually are doing research. And they, they in legacy words where Jay says, strangely, our, my, our division led to multiple religions. I studied Judas, Muslim and Christian, Buddhist, Muslim and Christian. Sorry. You got a guy, you, Tyler, studied music, like study, they study the shit that they care about. They they actually are, are they're, sorry, I thought I heard somebody at the door again. I, I said it the other day, I was like, I'm, I'm, but I want to put, uh, I'm going to be one of the people with the no solicitor sign, for sure. Anyway, oh, and, and I want to touch back on the legacy thing real quick. In the song Legacy, 
So a reprieve, not even a reprieve, because it was nowhere near, you know, Hove My Goat. And that's where I draw all my inspiration from, specifically that album. But Legacy came on and I was like, yo, wait a minute. Yeah. He says generational wealth. That's the key. My parents didn't have shit. So that shit started with me. My mom, yeah, my mom took her money. She bought me bonds. That was the sweetest shit of all time. We're going to start a society within society. That's major. That's like the Negro League. There's a time America wouldn't let that whole song. Yeah, that's game. Hella game in that song alone. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellence. You're going to let them see. And I was like, yeah, you damn sure I'm going to let them see. Because we got some stuff cooking up. We're going to talk about that, you know, to wrap up. That's, that'll be our wrap up. I love Ooh, that came up at 11-11 on the timer. Not, a, not the actual time. But yeah, going toward that, you know, again, talking about the, 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 the original sin of America. And, and I realized, yeah, that's why when we're able to say today, yeah, slavery, 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 white power, the white nationalists, the white supremacist system. Yeah, that is the core of so many of our, because what TD was saying, we are born sinners. We're all born sinners. And what comes from that is I was born in sin. I didn't sin afterward. I was born in sin. So, yeah, in a way, it almost is it's automatic and it makes more than enough sense to say that's what I know. So that's how I live. Now, you do the work. To, so the first album I ever bought my, with my own money, excuse me, the second album I ever bought with my own money. And what I personally believe is J. Cole's best album is Born Sinner. And then the song Born Sinner, I'm a born. No. It's in the intro. I'm a born sinner, but I died. No, that's in Born Sinner. But I died better than that. Isn't that interesting? I'm a born sinner. We were made that we were brought into the world this way. That is the way of the world. Unfortunately, sin is the way of the world. But it's a choice that gets made along the way. And then once knowledge and information, experience and wisdom start to build within an individual when you create awareness right you start to look at the broader world and say wait a minute that doesn't look right oh even more that doesn't look right and i've been doing that let me change yeah let me let me cut that out i don't like the way that they talk about people that look just like me because i am a nigger from chicago so when i hear king von get on a song and do crazy story no that's not what it's called whatever that song is called and I love, because I, my thing with Vaughn, and I agree with everybody, his storytelling ability, his musical ability was, I just wish you weren't talking about killing Duck. I don't know Duck. I don't have any necessarily feelings either way for Duck. But damn, why are we talking about smoking ops? Why is that necessary? Even more, damn, dog, y'all can't talk about shit else? So yeah, that hurts. That hurts my, because... The same way when I talk about how Hove and Cole and Nas, while we may not, and this goes along, we're now we're getting deeper into where we're going today. Because while we may not be a monolith, we have very shared experiences. This is internationally. This is across the world. Within our culture, within our community, we have very similar shared experiences, right? And our shared experiences are what breeds culture because we're able to connect across lines that, may, that are completely antithetical doesn't matter. You know how there's supposed to be the idea that we're all brothers and sisters with under Christ. You know, if you're a Christian, it shouldn't matter whether you're black, white or purple, as they love to say. My best friends, some of my best friends are black. Yeah. But do you treat them different because they're black? Do you do you give or, or do you recognize the things that do matter because they're black and, and put pay attention to that? And I don't know. 
Because I remember back in when I was in, and this goes along, back in middle school, I, I, I think about how many things that I realized, hmm, I didn't recognize it at the time, but that wasn't right. They didn't recognize it at the time because the cutting out is definitely a computer thing. It's an overload thing. Excuse me. But it's also probably a software thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll get that addressed soon enough. Um, and I, like I always say, every time that happens, that's a sign that we're, we're needing to wrap up soon enough. And we're getting, we're running, we're, we're getting there. We're, we are there, right? What I find very interesting about, about the way that, uh, again, you know, it breeds culture and, and things that happen. It's like, there were things that I think those kids also didn't realize because we were kids. So it's like, it's hard to say at that time, oh, you're just repeating what you learn. You're repeating what you know, right? So again, along the same lines, how many things that we just, we learn from our parents, we learn from their parents, the generational, right? But you can see the shift happening right now, right? Because it comes and it, it starts a lot with the music. It's got to start with the music. Because my notes here, when I, when I decided that this episode would be part two last night, when I was like, you know what? Because last night, I accident, not accidentally, but unexpectedly, ended up at UNT's hump night with the Divine Nine. And I was like, yo, I forget. I always, every time I'm with a bunch of black people, which is pretty much all I'm with these days, but I'm talking about big, big, big groups of them, right? In the sense of the thing that they would tell you that when it happens, we do bad shit and nothing bad happened last night except dancing and, and fun and love, good energy. At least 200 black people outside on their college campus. So these are people getting educations better than themselves, as I spoke of before, right? And I said, and it's funny even talking about today being 420. Our, you know, our vices of choice within our community are we love we, we do our ganja. And the song that, that I was listening to off of Born Center that made me even think about that album and, you know, talking about that CD, Crooked Smile. And along the lines, he says, wonder why we inhale because we inhale already. We eat music, we dance, we move our bodies and we laugh. We tell jokes, we have fun. That's all we that's what we have to. Similarly, well, you know, you'll have people say, well, Christianity, the Bible, all that white man's word. Yeah, but we got to believe in something bigger than ourselves, because if we don't, there's no way you get through slavery if you don't believe in God. No way. So I feel like when we gather for good, that's the things that there is nothing like black joy. There's nothing more beautiful and exceptional than black joy. You've never seen anything better. You've never seen anything better than you literally haven't because anything you've seen similar has been created in an attempt to recreate, to, to try to, you know, yeah, recreate it. I wanted to find a different word, but an attempt to copy it. Right. But we self-medicate because you got, you got Ralph Yarl getting shot for ringing a doorbell. You want to talk about the original sin? Let's go back to Trayvon Martin. Shit ain't been right since. There's a song by Wale called Good Vibes. Zaza. It's on my me and MJ playlist that I'll be listening to here shortly. It's a good song. Real shit. What I took from the Rap Caviar episode specifically was that hip-hop is our story. You know, they got some gear. They've got a, 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 a um, what do you call it? A, a time capsule, a capsule coming out. And one of the shirts, they've got a sign even. I've got a screenshot of it. It reads, hip-hop is freedom of speech. And it makes me think of, especially with, this week being this week with the Fox and the Dominion case settling. It makes me think of Young Thug and all the different individuals who have been targeted for their lyrics. Artistic expression is freedom of speech, is it not? The First Amendment is the one that we live by. The second too. They love the First and Second Amendment. Oh, those, those are important. Those are important. 
And that's how you get Fox that, that's able to pay $782 million and not have to go on air, ever cover the shit that they're in. How is it not the news's job to cover the news, especially when it involves you? Hmm. That seems intentional. Hmm. So I wonder, and, 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 and even more, the reason that it went the way it did is because before the case started, before the trial began, that judge said, that Delaware judge said, oh yeah, this is bullshit. They lied. And Fox never had to go on air and say, Tucker Carlson never had to say anything. He got to interview Elon Musk because, whoa. And they're about to get thug life. Whether he did the shit or not, I'd look, okay, that's, that's neither here nor there. Hip hop is freedom of speech. Hip hop is our story and we should be the ones to decide how it's told. But because of because we aren't the ones to dis be to decide how it's told, because for so long it's been told to us, right? Make this song look like this. And then again, I've talked about it before when you're able to say, well, the numbers prove it. Sure, they do. Because they do. But sure, they do. Because we're not the ones that are able to decide how our story is told and it's given to us. Well, that's self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's how you create culture as well. That's how you infiltrate culture. That's not how you create culture. That's how you infiltrate culture and then force us to continue doing the dirty work ourselves. Right. The shift that has to happen. And that's where you remember I said different vibe today. We'll end on this note for the most part. We'll, it, we'll get to the end on this note. And then this is the this is the fun part of the keep sweeping. This is the fun part of the community building. This is what I recognize is the shift that's happening. And but it has to happen at a greater scale, or we're not gonna get any fucking way. The story's gotta be from us to us, for us, by us. There's gotta be more me's. I can't do it by myself. But also I can't do it by myself. You know what I mean? And I recognize that. And it's taken me some time to recognize that, but I sure do do it now. And that's why I'm calling on everybody to join in this movement, in this fight. This is not a black thing. This is a world thing. Because if you realize it, as I've said many a time, what's that, what's that coal line? Only difference is we all slaves now. The chains conceal. So I asked this question. It's funny because I, I, I thought that this event that's going to happen later this summer was only Black Excellence University. But then I realized, oh, shit, the Renaissance Project has been happening this entire time. This is a Renaissance Project thing. This is a Black Excellence University thing and a Renaissance Project thing. Because the Renaissance Project says we need to shift this whole shit. It's all, it's all broken. It's all messed up. And if we don't do anything to stop it now, you think banning TikTok is something? Elon already owns Twitter. Government-funded labels. It's feeling very... Okay. Read some George Orwell. Look... And then this was, like I said, this was part two, same energy, different vibe. Because I recognize, I, what I recognize specifically, and again, the black superhero music, because it made me feel like such. And then I realized even more is because I am such. But I get that from listening. You know what? It's a revolving circle. It goes full circle. It's very intentional. It's very purposeful. And that's how you do it. When your song, when your music goes, uh, I can, if I ruled the world, nobody, you that vibe, what it feels like. My president is black, my Lambo's blue, and I'll be goddamn if my rims ain't too. Yeah, it makes you feel some type of way. I don't want to burn the world. I don't want to see the world burn. In fact, I want the exact opposite. But what I do recognize is that the exact opposite is the phoenix. It rises from the ashes. So maybe then, if you know that story again, and I'm a Chicago boy, so okay, listen, man, it's the same things I always say. I, I, I had other notes, but I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not going to. We'll save it. I want to I want to celebrate black joy and black beauty. 
Because that's what needs to happen much more than anything else. Stop putting us. Dr. Dre has a song. That, that, that was actually my last note, and that's perfect. He has a song called Animals. Go listen to it. In the chorus, Anderson Pack says, Please don't come around these parts. Say that we're all a bunch of animals. The only time they want to turn the cameras on is when we fucking shit up. And the white folks tell me that the loot and then the shooting's the same. But they don't know our pain. And the old folks tell me it's been going on since back in the day. But that don't make it okay. The only time they want to turn the cameras on is when we fucking shit up. Put us, put, put the good stuff on TV. How about that? Oh, but then you'd have to it. Mmm. Because one thing that did catch my attention in that Rap Caviar episode that I fully agreed with and I didn't like that I had to was, the, was Cole Cherry narrating and he's saying, you know, and I don't know if it was, it may not have been him that said it, but saying what people don't realize because of the narrative that's been pushed on us, specifically black men, but black kids and black individuals is, he says, black kids, if you talk to any black kid today, they're just as nuanced and, and, uh, and deep as any white kid. I took offense to that because not only fuck yeah, but more so every nigga I know real smart, smarter than a lot of the white kids I know. Cause the white kids get to run around and play all day. They get to run around and play and, and they get to, because as long as they, they talk a little good, say the right thing just every once in a while. Me on the other hand, there's a line in the song that says, I'm smarter than Harvard students. I just decided not to go. Cause y'all people, I, I love to remind people. I have to, I graduated still in the top, like 20 of, I don't know, 2025 of our class, of my graduating class, I was in the top, I was like number nine before my senior year, before I realized, oh, this doesn't matter because I have a full ride at, my, at the university I want to go to. I'm fine. I could have went anywhere I wanted to. Trust that. Trust and believe. But because I'm not at Harvard, they'll, they'll, they will lead you. And even more, I don't know that I would have wanted to because at Harvard, I damn sure have to be even more exceptional than even... Because then I have to prove why I belong. I don't get the benefit. The question gets asked, are you a affirmative action? Admit? No, bitch, I know more than you. J. Cole has a line. And I know he said to wrap up. We'll wrap up on this. J. Cole has a line. He says, he gets on the airplane. The white lady says, you're so tall. What team do you play for? No, bitch, I'm a doctor. No, he says, what, what, what's the exact line? He says, uh, he says uh, gosh, I want to get the exact line. First class. Old lady think I'm in the NBA. Why well, think he can't have his NBA? Next time I'm flip the script, you know, kick some shit that's going to shock her. You're so tall. What team do you play for? No, bitch. Somebody, somebody's coming at me. Somebody's trying to fuck with me. Definitely. Uh, yeah, we cut out one more time. So we've got, what, two acts, two unintentional cuts in this, two cuts. Sorry, I said my best episode yet. I definitely, I know I went there. So don't, you can't tell me the content wasn't gas. I apologize for the pauses and the breaks, but hey. And but that, like I said, that was the rap, and clearly it was it was a sign. So I will leave you with this very very final note. Look in 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 the red. Here's the final note: the cookout, August 2023. I don't have exact dates yet, even though I have the dates that we're looking at. I've already been in contact with the location that I'm hoping will be our host event space for the next until we have Utopia. Uh, and along with that, like I said, I can't do this alone. We're going to start fundraising. Um, so how this will work is we're going to fundraise. I will be releasing merch t-shirts for the cookout. You will have to buy one $70, but the $70 merch purchase gets you into the cookout forever. Nobody else is doing no shit like that. Nobody else is doing what we're about to do here. We're changing things that we're, we're making, remember awareness 
for the problems and then provide solutions. What are you going to do to change it? Oh, we got that. Trust and believe. So we'll have some announcements for that coming here soon. And that may get its own podcast where I'll just give a quick, short, you know, snippet, a bonus episode. Because I've talked about it on here before. I love y'all for being here. I appreciate y'all for being here. So, of course, you'll be the first ones to know. If you're listening to this, you give a fuck. Not just about me and what I have to say, but you give a fuck about something bigger than yourself. And that's what the cookout is. That's what the show is. That's what the cookout is. That's what everything along my mission, purpose, and passion is. That's what the entire vision is. So we'll have some information about that coming out soon. I've got everything that I need as far as um, planning it. We're getting down down and dirty for it. This will be a lot coming out of my own pocket. I'm thinking, I'm hoping we can raise four to $5,000, but I'm probably having to put up 6K myself and I'm okay with that. That's earthly treasure. I'm looking for something much bigger. So on that note, I'm out. I'm about to go enjoy the holiday. I already started a little bit in the middle. When I went and I left for a little bit, yeah, I had to go. Yeah, I didn't leave for a little bit, but I left like two seconds to grab something. Yeah, and I was like, fruity pebble, fruity pebble, fruity pebble. So if you if you are partaking, be safe. I hope you had a wonderful day. If you listen to this after 420, whatever, tap in with your boy. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Peace. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphones. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of goals. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of dough Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and dominoes Anything is possible Yeah, all I know is get paper All I do is shit major Bought a condo on the top floor And the building's a skyscraper Feeling like I'm Kobe LeBron for the Lakers Feeling like I'm Idris Paul Walker